welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast for it. Wildflower, hear me roar, call through the valley, curse forevermore. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Tornado Tag Radio here on NOTLG.com, episode 249. We're going to talk about AEW Dynamite and whatever the hell else we want to talk about. My name is John, and joining me, as she does every week, is the Angel Dorado to my airwolf, Marianne. You know you're going to have to explain that one to me. Well, right? they get they are top flight, and they are getting a AEW Tag Team title opportunity next week against the Young Bucks. Uh, is this... Uh, AW Dark, which you don't give a shit about? No, it is actually on the show because the Young Bucks would never wrestle on Dark. Fair. Marianne, how Fair. are you? <laughs> I'm good. Um, today was my day off, and I used it to I walk the dog. Um, let me see. I cleaned my room, did all my laundry, bought a comforter off Amazon with my gift card. Nice. Uh, bought a photo album so I could put together all of my like magazine cuts and stuff like one of the sticky sheet ones very cool. um i forgot to put my away message on my email so okay. hopefully everybody knew that i wasn't going to be here um but yeah other than that i am doing well cleaning felt nice um probably not going to do anything tomorrow either so right how on. are you <laughs> i am doing quite well i got my playstation 5 in today yep yep do you have any troubles with it? Uh, with I, getting it? No, I, it came fine. Um, I did have trouble because I forgot when you first turn on a new system, you need to actually turn the system on and then plug your controller in via the USB port. I uh-huh. thought I would just I just had to plug it in the controller with the USB port and it would start automatically. Mm-mm. That is not the case, and I was. And I thought for about five minutes, well, my PlayStation, my brand new PlayStation 5 is dead. Uh, that is not, mm. not the case. We're good to, to be go. the fly on the wall in that room. It wasn't um, it wasn't great. <laughs> yeah, because I guess people well, Jared said he was having trouble. Oh, he yeah, I don't even theirs. think he's gotten one. Yeah, because I don't know. Dustin got his. He posted about it. I saw his little um, pup was was in the box. His shitty dog in a box. Um but yeah, my brother was like, I forgot. Like, I don't even whatever. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, you're not supposed to forget. You just got a $2,000 bonus. And you told me that when you get a PlayStation 5, I can have your PS4. So yeah. you're holding back my streaming dreams. Holding you my back. My dreaming. Holding me back. You're so close. John. You're so close. I'm so close. Do you remember before I had 1,000 followers on Twitter and you said, remember me when you hit 1,000? Yes. It's going to happen again. <laughs> My God, it's gonna happen again when I stream. Oh, Watch, I'll be stream. like a fucking failure. Um, we'll see. We shall see. I ordered. I got some stuff in the mail today. I got some kimchi, like the drag queen. I got some kimchi makeup in the mail. Oh, cool. Yeah, ordered some more stuff off Ipsy. I'm just wasting everything. Oh, Ipsy. that's the, that's the makeup company. The makeup thing I get. Oh, I was the like- one that I sent the glam bag. To- for Lauren to get a glam bag. Yeah, we have, I don't think we've <laughs> makeup cast. I don't think we've received um, one yet. No, because she's supposed to get check her email. Oh, I wonder if she's supposed to be on her email. Because hmm. I, I I sent it to her email. I will check. 
Um, where so she's supposed to, I think, I think they have you like pick what you want to be in it or one oh. in it or something. I have no idea how it works, nice. but, um, the thing I, this is what I, I, this is like the most important news. Um, I refinanced my car the other day Oh, to get my payments down and they went down from like four fifty nine. Yeah. That's how expensive my car payments were four fifty nine to three Oh five. Nice. My, when I was paying yes. off my car, they were, uh, I think a flat 400. So Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. And so it's like just it's three oh five and um I didn't extend the months. And mm-hmm. they were utterly shocked. They were like, the guy was like, I need you to check the mileage again. And the girl was like, I, I already did. And he's like, There's no way a car that's two years old should have that low mileage. And I was like, <laughs> Guess what, sir? I don't go anywhere. Um <laughs> I drive to LA and that's it's it. It's very wild that he would say, Why does a car have such low mileage when you know we've been in a fucking pandemic? Well, I've had it for I've had it for two years. Right, but I mean, like he's so, basing it probably off some sort of number, and it's like, weird. yeah. Well, I don't sense. really, yeah, I don't like, and I kind of pride myself in having low mileage. But basically, what happened was they like took all of my information and stuff, and I get a text right when I get back to work from the girl, and she says the uh, insurance um, thing that you gave us is for a Ford, not for a Honda. My old car was a Ford, right. Um, and I went, what? Because I had checked it at him in my glove box and I was like, okay, this is the updated one, meaning that it doesn't expire until like July of next year. Uh-huh. And I went, why is this for a Ford? And then I checked in my insurance app. I've been paying insurance for a car I haven't had for two years. Oh my God. Yes. So I've been paying more insurance than I should. And I called them and they were like, good God, we're never going to be able to, they were like, we only go back 120 days. You're going to have to give us a bill of sale and all of that stuff. So we could trace, so we can do a journal entry to trace it back farther. And I'm like, good fucking Lord. I was like, I'm going to get a refund the amount to just like go towards my new car. But I've <laughs> been paying for the insurance for that car the entire time. And I thought I had canceled it. Wow. That, that so is, I was like, yeah. what the actual fuck? That's nuts. Because you figured that my I sold it to my nephew. Uh-huh. So you figured that that would get passed over and you would notice if somebody registered insurance for a car and it already had insurance. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. You think that that would be like a, a flag of some sort, but I guess not. But I have to wait to figure out the bill of sale and stuff. I have to go on the DMV website. Hopefully it's not on there. Like registered to me when it should be registered to my nephew. Yeesh. Even though he doesn't even have the car anymore. Oh geez! It like it like it like totally died on him after like a year. Oh man! Well, it was like ancient, but still, it's I've been paying insurance for two different cars, and I'm like, good fucking lord. Well, good, good god. <laughs> well, yeah. The way the way um I was told to look at it though is think of it as you just discovered a savings account that you didn't know you had. Fair. Fair. I know. Yeah. One hundred percent. But that's fair. that's that's my week. So far, adulting has come up with some surprising things. Yeah. So, and I got my new headphones. So, excellent. Very excited for that. So, I'm probably going to be talking a lot louder because I can't hear myself <laughs> as well. Yeah, I do that too. <laughs> well, I already talk loud anyway. So, Fair. so that will not be easy on your guys' yeah. ears. <laughs> All right. But, anyways, yeah. AEW Dynamite. And I guess we have a couple of new champions. So we updated the intro, folks. <laughs> we updated the intro. I I think it. Um, I actually watched Being the Elite this week, which is like a rarity for me. So they were all. They had like everybody do um like this style, you know, like ah, I'm mad at the camera thing, and 
I think everyone actually held titles so they can just intersplice people. Yeah. So I assume everyone everyone had, you know, posed with a title and did all that fun stuff. But yeah, Justin's all sad because they took him out. He's like, oh man, they, I'm not in the in-. he's like, I'm not in the intro anymore. And I'm like, I'm mad because they put private party in there, but not my boys. They should not remove best friends from the intro. That is a I mean, bad move. They can just like hug angrily. It'll be great. Well, well, the hugging on the other one was good, but I was like, you put fucking private party in there, but not those two guys who are over as fuck. Yeah. And know. one of them is the most handsome man ever. Yeah. Orange Come Cassidy. On. Shut the fuck up. Orange <laughs> Cassidy is in the intro, sir. Uh, boy. Ugh, boy, oh whatever. boy. Um, Making me mad, John Pingle. Making we, me mad. Talking shit about my dust on the THS uh, stream. <laughs> oh, yeah. You watched the stream on Sunday. Yeah. Holding that out on Neeson, man. My God. <laughs> my God. What are you doing? I don't forgive what is easily. Right now? Are you opening something? Me? Yes. No, I was putting I was taking something off my desk and putting it on a chair. Ah, Sorry. All good. You know, I was I'm not thinking that professional Mar- yet. <laughs> I, I was thinking, Marianne, since we do do this show as is, I almost and you have, I think, almost a full setup to where you can be camera quote unquote camera ready. Maybe we just do the stream that way. We could. We could I do have, that. I have uh the webcam and everything. The only problem is, is I only have two USB ports. On my laptop. Ah. So it would take up both the microphone and yes. the and the um the camera. And so I wouldn't be able to have a mouse or a keypad. So I would have to use like the mouse pad and my actual keyboard, but everything is hooked up on my different desktop. So I would have to move my laptop in front of my mm. desktop thing and it would just be like double screen bullshit. But huh. I'll figure it out. I'll see <sighs> how it looks. But um, right now, like the the camera is set up in like the perfect spot. Everything looks really good. So I just have to figure out the lighting. Yeah, I mean, well, lighting is is key. We'll figure that out. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe we'll do that because we're um, we're gonna start covering um, impact on mm. on the show. We're so. gonna there's gonna be there's gonna be a segment called uh, Marianne talks about Alex Shelley. <laughs> Oh, I mean, I, I wasn't talking about us talking about it. Oh, yeah. Well, there's going to be it's going to be a thing anyway. Yes. I was so, going to say if you yeah. if you want to, we could. But I'm saying we're covering more shows on the THS stream. That's good. That's good. So I'm trying to figure out because we we talk, we talk, talk, talk. And I am the host. So I yes. should rain it long in. stream was long. It was very long. But I mean, I and I should be reining it in a little bit more. But if we spread it out and I mean, we already do this show. Do you remember when you started as a guest on the show and then you just like fully took over like H.H. Holmes style? Yes, I do. <laughs> they they uh yeah, they tried to make me a guest host. And I said, nah, no, that's not. That's no. actually not. That's not what happened. I sat in the, I sat in the middle one day and someone's like, "Okay, you're going to host." And I was like, "Oh no." And then I went, "Wait, I've been doing podcasts for years. What am I worried about?" Yeah. And then we've just gone from there. It's just the same thing but with your um with my face. Face showing. Yeah. My It'll face. be weird looking at it seeing me. I know. Doing that cuz I people like to tell me I'm a lot funnier because my facial expressions. So if you think I'm funny now, you guys, my God. be prepared. Uh, <laughs> be prepared, everyone. You I have been totally first. putting myself over. Um, All right. So we open the show with uh, Team Taz. 
I don't care. They come out. They're angry. Um, Taz yells at Darby Allen. I mean, as he should. Dobbs. Um, and then he says, here's the deal. My man Brian Cage is going to go up against someone very similar to, to Darby Allen. He's going to go up against Matt Did I Seidel. tell you who voted for Trump? Um, <laughs> he's a fucking Trumper. And I already couldn't care less about C- Team Cage Taz. Cage is a, is a Trumper. Don't yeah, Cage Taz. is a Trumper. And I already could not care less about Team Taz. And I don't even know what is worse than that. My God. So, well, we'll and get, also, we'll get to fucking worse, Ricky Starks has a, has a weird, like, upside-down egghead. <laughs> and... I don't like Ricky Starks, you guys. We'll get to that later. But anyways, so so they basically say, "Hey, we're 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 not done tonight." <laughs> I don't know, man. Like another AEW show. Basically, Taz goes. He puts over Matt Seidel, which I thought was I thought was very cool. And then he goes, "Matt Seidel is going to come out here and wrestle Brian Cage." And then we had the match. And my first question is, uh, Matt Seidel's gear, Marianne, toot it or boot it, bruh. Uh, toot it, and I will tell you why. <laughs> I love the detailing of everything that he's wearing, like especially the jacket. Right. Um, the eyeballs are borderline overkill, and we've talked about this with the applique, um, applique symbols and stuff on things. But the fabric choice and the color scheme is fantastic. I really like the jacket with yeah. the um the shattered glass pieces on it which uh reminds me of an episode of uh drag race where a queen used uh cds and broke up cds and used them and pieced them together like that i feel like i've seen on a jacket well you you should have but yeah that's what it reminded me of and i went oh i like this i like this a lot the color scheme was great and it was like the the amount of eyeballs was like the limit (laughs) that i will accept I mean, I will say yes. The color scheme was fantastic, but the, if there's one thing I'm I'm kind of over with Matt Seidel, <laughs> is that I mean, ten years ago he talked about doing drugs on a on a podcast, and now he just points at his forehead all the time because of his third eye. And I'm like, all right. Well, he's always been like a big old weed guy. Yeah, but he that was when he was on ayahuasca or some shit like that. Oh yeah, from the uh, the Colt Cabana podcast. I mean, it was a great podcast, but like. If he came out rocking the TN or HEA, like with a garbage googly eye look, I would <laughs> lose my shit. And that was a reference for like maybe a handful of people. You don't watch anime, but no. Yeah. TN's the three eyed guy on Dragon Ball Z. Mm. Uh-huh. I understand. <laughs> uh, no, Taz, a little bit. Taz, much like me, is sick of Cody's shit, which means Taz is automatically the best. <laughs> yeah. JR was like, explain your angst to me. Yes, he's like, let me explain my angst. And I was like, Taz used angst. It was very effective. I will also say we didn't watch AEW Dark, but apparently my man Taz uh, made a firebreaker chip comment. (laughs) And even more so, Taz is the greatest of all time. It's just good stuff. Unfortunately, this is not enough to get you to watch AEW. No, it's not. Not yet. But I've been tempted. I've thought about it. My my favorite Taz thing was he said, why do I got to be all the way down at the end here like a tugboat? <laughs> Can I be put in the middle? Oh, my God. <laughs> and I was like, that's right. You be in the middle. Be a John Pingle. Be in the middle. Host the show. There you are. Um, my question for you is, 
he said something about the FTW title not being recognized in AEW or any other promotion. Would that why how is it even a title then All if right. it's not recognized anywhere? So the origin of the title, if I can remember best, is when Taz was in ECW, uh, he was trying to fight Shane Douglas, who was the ECW world champion at the time. And I feel like Shane Douglas got injured and Taz was like, This fucker's ducking me. He doesn't wanna he doesn't wanna wrestle me. Uh and Taz's whole thing was he was as and still is is he's the most miserable person on the fucking planet. So he's like, fuck this, fuck everything. I'm gonna create create the FTW and name myself the fuck the world champion. <laughs> and nobody nobody can tell me fucking otherwise. I'm the, the best champion now. And ECW was like, we do not recognize this title, but Taz would defend it regardless. Um, so that's if kind you make of, it mean something, then it's something. Yeah. If you pretend like it means something to you. Yes. I mean, okay. basically. And it, I mean, it was very cool in, in ECW. It could have been cool here if he if um, they had laid off the Moxley Brian Cage match a little longer. If they had not put it on Brian Cage, if Brian Cage wasn't here, period. I mean, fair, but I mean, it would have been better if they had just waited on Moxley Cage for a little longer. Like when Moxley, he might have had COVID, like there was that scare for a little bit. Or did he have it? No, he might have had it. I think they should have had him stay at home a little longer. And then Taz is just like, he's ducking us. I, this seems really familiar. And then you could bring it out. But I think it was just like moxley was gone for a title match and he's like well here's the ftw title i think if it had played out a little longer it would have been yeah and made it mean something instead of just having it come out of nowhere because then if they made if they drew it out a little bit more people like me maybe would have understood a little bit better yeah what exactly it was Uh, so but yeah matt seidel crazy man throughout this match hits a meteora um onto the ramp which is just like oh god what a move. It reminds me of something that you would accidentally try when roughhousing with your brothers. Oh, my and God. And you would give a meteora, jump off the side of the couch, and just land on one of them. That literally sounds like something that you wouldn't intend to do, and yes. it would just happen. Yes. I, I mean, it's, like, a, it's a roughhouse move. Absolutely. <laughs> He's got, but Matt Seidel's got some brutal kicks. Like, my, like the thigh kicks. Like, my thighs would be black. Mm-hmm. But then again, when my legs get itchy... And I scratch my legs, I bruise. Like that's I'm like can confirm more delicate than Listeners. a peach. Um, but my thing is, imagine a kicky boy war between Seidel and Silver, just like two little tiny oh, guys man. just kicking each other. I'd be down. It'd be for like that. that little. It'll be like that little plastic robot game. Yes, rock with soccer ro- robots. Yes, rock them, kick them, soccer. Rock'em Sakura. Ah, there you go, Rock'em yeah. Sakura robots. Yes. Nailed it. San Francisco drag queen. Yeah. Oh, remind me. I have I have news. I'll tell you about that later, though. Oh, sweet. Okay, anyways. Okay, so... Fidel did a page turner yes. better than Paige, I might add. No, oh, Paige. Poor Paige, I guess. No, yeah, poor Paige. We'll just stick with that. Um, She's dating a shithead. I, I understand that, but, I, I mean... I'm what just, else is new, though? Yeah. So... <laughs> I mean, match was pretty good. I I enjoyed the match. I thought it was pretty good. Um, 
and there was a great reversal into a Hurricane Rana by Matt Seidel. Oh, it I was think he was so trying to go for pretty. the power bomb. I think. Yeah, and then he flipped around. Yeah. They, it was so pretty. Like, give this drug boy more airtime. He also did a standing corkscrew moonsault senton mudvab thing, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. And then I sent a, a, a video clip over to uh, you and Jaren, and I was yes. like, what the fuck is this? That kick. Yes. I don't know what it was, but it was so pretty. It was right before the big old clothesline, but it was like... It was so good. That, but yeah, that Cage wins was. the match. With the drill He's call. He, ca- he catches him out of midair. And my favorite part is Taz goes, victory! <laughs> it's <just> so <laughs> ridiculous. And, and um, I hate Ricky Starks. Like his face and overall physical everything just makes me really annoyed. That and he has a six head. A six head, Mike. He has like the biggest fucking forehead in the world. It has like corners and he just bothers the shit out of me for shallow reasons. And also because he's supposed to be, he's supposed, he honest to God is, he has a more punchable face than Sammy Guevara. Wow. He might be worse than Sammy Guevara. My God. Yeah. That's saying something. My God. So. You know who's also terrible though? Who? Cody Rhodes. Oh my God. That was so segue. Cody Rhodes <laughs> comes out and let me tell you guys, this segment is out of fucking control. There is, <laughs> there is just so much shit that I don't give a fuck about going on here. And it starts with the man himself, Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes, who's just lost. He is no longer the TNT champion. He's lost to Darby Allen. So he comes out and says, Arn Anderson and I are not going to want a rematch at this time. So there's one storyline out of the way. And then he says, I would like to fight MJF because I need to fight him again. <laughs> okay, there's another storyline that I guess we're going to go down that hole again, maybe. And out comes uh, this woman whose name is... I was going to say, who the fuck is this? Her name is Jade Cargill. She is a 28-year-old fitness model. You can tell because she had too many abs. My God, this is like Lex Luger out here. She's the total Basically. package. She said it. Uh, and um, She looked like Chi-Chi Devane. R.I.P. <laughs> yes, she did. R.I.P. Same abs and everything, just Chi-Chi Devane. Um, so <laughs> she, I don't really know a lot about her, but I do know that she, has, she was trained by uh, A.R. Fox. Oh, she God. was also chained by Heath Slater. Oh, God. And then she was also trained by, by Tornado Tag Radio favorite QT Marshall. So it does get worse. Yes. Oh, God. So none of them, and none of them taught her how to talk. <laughs> oh, my Good goodness. Good fucking Lord. Heath uh, should know better. So she comes <sighs> out. And she starts, uh, I guess, flirting with Cody Rhodes. I don't, I don't fucking know what's happening. Why? Then, then she says that Cody, Cody Rhodes is small. Um, and then she also says, next time you call yourself, let's introduce her to John Silver. <laughs> she also says uh, Cody should keep keep that shit to himself when he's talking about being a giant killer and all this shit. And then she she says something. She says. Uh oh yeah, and the, if because if you keep talking about giants, the, the real giants gonna come. And and I, and I thought the big show. In I my went, mind. oh my god, the big show show is here. 
Paul White is here. My God. <laughs> and no, it turns out she was talking about NBA legend Shaquille O'Neal. And I'm going, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> so now we have MJF. MJF wants to fight Cody. Shaq wants to fight Cody. No, Cody wants to fight MJF. MJF doesn't even know about this yet. No, MJF is, we'll get to him in a little bit here. Uh. And then we have, we have Jade Cargill who like fucking hates Cody for some reason. And out comes Brandy Rhodes. Oh my God. And she fucking the the my goodness it must have been a it must have been a tuesday because the library was open my god what a reference john pingle much like paris is burning the library is open reading Um, is fundamental reading is fundamental my Um, god brandy just came for her absolutely reading is fundamental yeah, that, we can do that. Um, I died. She was a fucking savage. Like, there was some real anger slipping out there, I think, because it, it came out, like, too natural. Yes. So. I mean, Brandy, I think Brandy did a great job. It was just like, oh, my God. She did such a good job. This is so crazy. Um, So now we have Brandy versus Jade Cargill. Then Jerry Lynn comes out to break them up. What? an Oh, man. That was a pleasant surprise. So Jerry Lynn comes out, and then... Brian Cage is back, and he First beats up all, Cody. How dare the commentators assume that Jerry Lynn can't handle that shit himself? The disrespect. My God, he he uh, the he absolute created, disrespect. Cradle pile driver. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> the new effing show, guys. Come on. So Brian Cage is back. He attacks Cody, as For does Shitty Ricky. So we're attacking, and now here comes Darby. And Darby that saves jacket. the day with his thumbtack jacket. It was fucking fire. So now, but I don't think the commentators realized that the thumbtacks were pointed in. No, they were like point- they were more like studs. No, they were pointed out. Then how would you put them on there? Like even with glue, it wouldn't stay. Oh, he did it. I'm not a thing. <laughs> he's dark, he's an avant. He's an avant garde artist. He is an avant garde artist, and this week we're totally him. using that term wrong. We're just like I don't give a shit. Shitty artists. Yeah. Um. Asshole belongs in Berkeley. So now we now we have Cody, another feud. Cody is in all of the feuds, and I barely care about any of them. I can tell you right now, a match with him and Shaquille O'Neal would probably be the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> because Cody be has, has done Roman his... Roman Reigns and The Undertaker? No, because at least Undertaker is a professional. And Roman is the greatest wrestler of our generation. <laughs> Shaq Cody would be a fucking disaster. I don't think it would be fun at all. I think we would, unfortunately, Cody has surrounded himself by by people who are better wrestlers than him. So I don't know why he thinks that's a good idea. No, it is oh, because it makes delusional. him look better. It makes him look better. No, I would think that it would make him look worse. If he was around, if he was wrestling better wrestlers than himself? Yes. No. They know what they're doing. They're wrestling the EVP. They got to help him out. Okay. Anyway. That's not how I would do things, but whatever. (laughs) So you would get people who were bad wrestlers and you'd wrestle against them? Yeah. Ah. Well, then again, okay, then again, I have said this before. It's kind of like a takes two to tango type type thing. But you could always tell which one's worse. Fair. 
So fair enough. Who knows? Um, backstage, we have John Moxley with a apparently fired up fucking Alex Marvez. He was like, "Hey, John Moxley, I had coffee this morning." No, You're he the had champion. the new blue raspberry Red Bull, obviously. Oh, right, right. And I don't know why I didn't notice until now, but he looks like a mixture of Monk and Mr. Bean. Oh, my goodness. Mr. Monk. <laughs> no. <laughs> he, so he looks like Tony Shalhoub and Rowan Atkinson, like, put together. Tony Shatkinson. 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 And we find and out. We, fi- we find out that <laughs> we're doing... We're doing the damn thing two months before the pay-per-view. We're doing Moxley Omega for the AEW Championship December 2nd on Dynamite. Well, thank God we don't have to wait fucking forever. Yeah, then. four months. I remember when they were like, Revolution is in February. I went, that and is you were like, four months away. That is too long. Yeah, way too long. Yeah, especially since like with the whole pandemic, every the time passes even slower. Ugh. 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 All right, speaking of, ugh, no, not really. I actually enjoyed this match, surprisingly. It was a bunkhouse match between the Butcher and the Blade uh, taking on the, the what are they called? The Nightmare, who knows, QT Marshall and Dustin Rhodes. Um, I am all about the Blade's glasses, like yeah. the circle red ones. Yeah. Those are, like, circle glasses are kind of my jam, and that's just something else that Kip Sabian stole from me, aside from crop tops. My God. And printed leggings. Um, my thing is, why was the butcher wearing two bandanas, like one on his head and then one around his mouth? And I was like, just get a white paisley ski mask if you have to do that look, doofus. Didn't he? Well, he, he might be stealing the get. He doesn't want to steal the gimmick from from another large lad, Brody. Uh, I've never, Brody I've kid. never seen so fucking weird. But anyways, this is the bunkhouse match, and I can't remember the last time or if ever that I've seen one. I don't believe you so, have. Yeah. But my thing is the first thing I noticed, other than all of the Western uh, decorations, was you just went on with your commentary and how dare you breeze past the fact that old Dustin is wearing red and gold cowboy boots. Oh, my goodness. Red and gold tall cowboy boots. I was so distracted by them that I can't even comment on how hard they clashed with everything else he was wearing. Well, he was wearing the blue and black face paint, right? Uh, yeah, like but that. that's not red and gold. Oh no, I'm, it was just, I'm everything saying everything together was not matching. It was a it was a clash. Oh but yeah, still absolutely. those boots were lit. So are we are we tooting the? Oh, boots? we're tooting just the boots in general. But we're booting yes. everything else altogether. Well, yeah, because, tooting the boots especially because they blinded me from the rest of the outfit. There you go. So they were a pleasant distraction. Uh, QT Marshall and Dustin Rhodes came out wearing white shirts, so you knew they were going to get the color, and for sure, one of them did, and that one was Ugh. QT Marshall, who Jesus got fucking Christ, who uh, got hit in the head with a guitar, and it exploded. It was yes. the most metal thing I've ever seen. Very crazy. We had a bull rope involved, <laughs> and when QT Marshall finally made his way back into the ring. He was a bleeding. Like and, bleeding. And then, Marianne, I don't think you get the picture in picture, right? No, I do not. Holy no, hell, Marianne. Not. In the picture, they're like, well, we're going to go to picture in picture. And they went. Thanks, JR. They did it. And <laughs> it's like they're showing a commercial for fucking like Skittles or some shit. And if you're looking at the actual match, the blade is holding QT Marshall in the ropes with his you know face facing towards the crowd. And the bunny grabs a pair of scissors and scrapes them across his forehead. 
Oh my god. It is gnarly. And I wonder if they got away with it in picture in picture because they're like, yeah, nobody cares. Oh my god. Yeah, it's it's pretty gnarly. And she turns around and she's like, <laughs> and just starts oh laughing. Oh my god. Yeah. That's insane. So QT went through it uh, during this match, but also imagine starting a QT Marshall chant like someone did in the crowd. Um, I'm looking at you, Austin Gunn. <laughs> who who I was looking at his face when he said Zero Miedo later, oh and he God. did not. I could confirm he did not say it right. There you go. Um, but I'd imagine that if one were to start a QT Marshall chant, it would feel a bit like cheering on one of your teachers in like a dumb <laughs> staff competition at school rally. <laughs> Like the one, like the like the Spanish yes. teacher that's making a fucking fool out of himself. Like yeah. that's what it would feel like. It would be like a mixture of pity and uh, like malicious humor. <laughs> like, oh my god, I don't know. Mostly pity. What else yeah. do we have here? We had the bulldog, <laughs> a lot. bulldog headlock through the the side of the stage or the, whatever it was. I don't know what it was. The blade ends up bleeding. There's I mean, like, he had to. He was wearing white pants. When you know somebody, when somebody's wearing white, you yeah. know somebody is going to bleed. They're going to bleed. How it works. That's how it works. And yeah. I will say, as for much as much shit as we give QT Marshall on this show, that elbow drop off the ladder was fucking legit, sir. We salute you. I feel like he's done several really good elbow drops, and admit it. QT does have some quality moves when he's given the chance to shine. Yes. Like when he's given the chance to shine and we get to it later, the chain assisted diamond cutter. Yes. Is an example of that is an exact. Very cool. Very in. He went through it here. I mean, I, I will not. Oh my God. I just remembered something about this. Uh, This is so funny. I can't wait to get to it. Sorry. I'm like, wait a minute. I feel like I missed something. Anyway, we we love to hate QT Marshall. Yeah, we do. But, you know, this match was fun and I'm not going to like shit on him too much. I think in the future we'll see. Um, But yeah, I mean, I earned my respect. That's for sure. Well, he was also like when I was watching, he was justifiably very upset. And I sympathize with that. I would be devastated in his situation. Oh, yeah. I mean, he had he had the girl. The, the girl, storytelling was there. The girl turned on him and spent all of his money on his credit card. He had cards. the girl out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Much like a diamond cutter. There we go. Nailed it. Nicely done. Nailed it. Yeah, but overall, really fun match. Uh, Bunny ends up going through a table at one point, but yeah. Good shit. It's good stuff. Uh, Matt Hardy does a little interview, and we kind of recap the Elite Deletion match, and he says that Sa- uh, Sammy Guevara is broken, which... Made me excited until we saw Sammy Guevara later, and he's like, I'm fine. I just have a head injury. So, well, no character development there, I guess. And we move on to the MJF induction ceremony. He is a part of the inner circle along with Wardlow, and my God. It's nuts. Jericho's jacket reminds me of every nail polish I ever had as a kid. <laughs> it was like smooth, but also sparkly, but sparkly with all the colors. But it was like sparkly, mostly red. And it was just like every every nail polish that would have drawn my eye when I was like 10. Yeah. And uh, literally everyone in the crowd was singing Judas, except for Ivelisse, because she's trash. You got to sing along with the song. You have to. You have to. Like, uh- it's. It's catchy. It's a banger. And she's trash. She was literally standing there looking miserable while everyone else sang around her. And I'm like, okay, be that way. So Fine. notable <laughs> by his absence was the, the, 
the previously mentioned Sammy Guevara, which I did I did like that Jericho's like he got out of the hospital. We talked to him. In the, all right, never mind. I did like enjoy that little aside that furthered along the MJF is purposely leaving Sammy Guevara out of things. I I think that as his dad, Jericho was not wor- worried enough. No. Hager was rocking that beige Charlie Brown realness shirt, though. Yes. Oh <laughs> it was such a bad look. Uh, it's M- so bad. MJF and Wardlow come out. MJF rightfully emotional. And then he uh, wrote some poetry that he hoped that his, I believe he called them homies in Proud and Powerful would enjoy. And it was just Drake lyrics. Oh, my God. <laughs> Everyone is upset. Well, some of the people are upset. Jericho's like, hey, this this is my choice. He beat me. Those were the terms. This is on me. He's part of the inner circle. We're now stronger than ever. We're stronger than the walls of Jericho. Yes. And my thing was, he does know that the story is that the walls of Jericho fell, right? Like, they literally fell from people screaming. Literally screaming and hitting drums and stuff. Well. Surrounding the wall, and the walls fell down from just noise. Very interesting, Marianne. Which walls of Jericho did he mean? The actual walls of Jericho or his wrestling move? I guess time Oh, we don't even matter. Time because he's a, tell. stronger than the walls of Jericho. And then we I find if that's out. How you, I wonder if that's how you get out of that move is just screaming at him. I guess. <laughs> Well now, well, now it makes more sense that it is a uh, it is a submission move because people usually scream when they are in a submission move. So there you go. I guess. Uh, it's Jericho's birthday. MJF uh, tries to drop balloons, but it looked like the wind was at about 35 miles an hour. Those balloons it whisked was right out of town. They, yeah, they went out everywhere and polluted. You're not supposed to do that because balloons uh, pollute. They gone. Um, my thing was, uh, did you see that one tweet where Jericho uh, had posted a picture on his birthday and someone's like, you look like a knee. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Someone, I think, also replaced um, his upper body with that. Not Mr. Krabs, but the buff crab from SpongeBob. Oh, uh, uh, Larry. Yes. Larry the lobster. Yeah. Oh, yes. The lobster. Yes. Yes. Amazing. Uh, and done. MJF lets all of the inner circle know that they are going to Las Vegas next week. They're going to go through that town safely, probably, hopefully. I don't know. Not. Um, so up next, um, I took Henson the little pup on a walk because they told me that Sean Spears was having a match next. So I walked Left. Henson the little pup. <laughs> Which is, I guess, the new bathroom break. Basically. At Tornado yeah, I Radio. mean, it was Henson's bathroom Walking break. the yes. dog. Uh, so because you missed it, Sean Spears won via distraction from Tully. Uh, Scorpio got a surprise clothesline and the end. And no, I did not watch the mask. It's called fast forwarding until the end. My God. Uh, we were supposed to have, I believe Dasha <laughs> was supposed to interview Kenny Omega, but Kenny Omega has, uh, has told Dasha, you're not my mom. And he ran away from home. That's so, great. So Alex Marvez, uh, previously, as we said, hopped up on the blue raspberry, uh, Red Bull, Red Bull. He, he, he gets to Kenny Omega and he has a little interview with him. <laughs> and, uh, basically he, he's mad. He's, he's like, I'm glad we're doing the match. Um, John Moxley I've had has seven star matches. Yes. He also said like you, John Moxley has <laughs> stolen the cover of magazines from me and it's time to get them back, which I thought was very interesting. 
I thought seven star matches. I was like seven star matches. <laughs> what? What? And also, if he's running away, he's not doing it right. No, his gym not. bag is supposed to be tied on the end of a stick and flung over his shoulder. It is. I don't. You know, I. He just doesn't know. Maybe and they're supposed the- to be playing the sad Hulk walking away yes. music. And then he's like, I have a flight to catch. And I was like, why the fuck were you even there if you had a flight to catch? Wrestling plot holes, I swear to God. Up next, <sighs> we had our our only women's match of the evening. Tay Conti taking on Red Velvet. And wow, that pleated skirt belt look has finally arrived at AEW. It is here. It is here, and it's here to stay. Ugh, um, let's, yuck. um... My favorite part of this match was let's flash back to a fucking month ago from AEW Dark. Holy shit. Are you fucking kidding me? Let's flash back a full fucking month. As if to really put emphasis that we do not care. A month. And it took a month for us to do this. You don't really do follow-up matches a month later, I feel. (laughs) Just uh, doesn't make sense. Let's talk about this match. Um, Tay Conti is and i will say overall both both women still uh, sort of green but i thought this match was fun i thought take conti looked great she makes arm drags look vicious holy moly also she was wearing garter belt straps with no garter like no like well she was wearing a garter but didn't have anything like thing like stockings right they were just clipped to her fishnets and i was very confused i mean She's she's making it work, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. She did great. She she has gotten so much better, and I really, really like her. Like, older listeners might remember me maybe giving her a hard time during, like, the classic eons ago. Yeah, Yeah, like, eons ago. But, man, she's grown a lot. I mean, she's got the... Her gear looks great. She's got the character down. Yeah. Got the character down. She's got... She has a moveset that will get her through matches, and she has a fucking great finisher. Uh, she does. She has a good finisher, and I think her her style is an uh, really sets her apart. Yeah, like it, yeah. It it's not it's not like everyone else's. It's kind of like unique. Yeah, you know, obviously because judo and all that stuff. She just like she has something different that can really like work in a bunch of places. So. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I'm also interested to just see. The progression of Red Velvet. I think this may be the second or third time I've seen her wrestle, and I can see her. I can see them pushing her uh, into a bigger spot. And I mean, she had she's that, not bad. No, she's not bad. She had that crazy. What was it? The kit, the double knees to the back of. Oh of my tech. god! That had Jesus. to knock the wind out of her. They were they were laying it in, and I mean, like yeah. I said, you can tell. Maybe this was first, second time working together. It was a little green, but in the end, it was a fun match. Uh, Gory special into the knee strike. Holy shit. Tay Conti gets the win. Jesus Christ. I will also say, like it, like I said, not the best. Let's look at the positive here. It was a longer match. It lasted a com- you know through a commercial break, which is like unheard of in AEW for a women's match. And it was featuring two women who usually aren't featured every week. So I like it. Let's continue. Let's maybe try and get two matches on in a week that aren't squash matches. We can do it. I really hope that Tay doesn't go into um, the Dark Order. That that seems to be she didn't want to use the chair to cheat. And Anna Jay seemed miffed about it, but in the end seemed okay. So we'll see. I mean, 
Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what you happens. You can have friends of different religions. You can, but I don't know if, if wrestling rules follow that because, you know, it's, prof- <laughs> it's professional wrestling. And because women all hate each other. That apparently. is true. I mean, that is the, the number one women's wrestler rule. All women hate each other and cannot be friends. But you know what? It's gotten a little better over time. At least it's not like a month and done now. I mean, Nikki, Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. You just made the list. Both had, you know, they were friends for way longer than anybody thought they would be. And the same with Bailey and Sasha Banks. Same thing. So, yeah. I mean, you know, I just hope it just be nice. <laughs> just be nice. Wouldn't it just be nice? Speaking Wouldn't of. Wouldn't it be nice if we were older? Sorry. Love, love the Beach Boys. Love them. Nicely A- done. Anyway, <laughs> Alex Marvez, all over this, he must have heard that I said he was the most useless man in Honestly, professional wrestling, and he went, I'll show that probably. John Pingle. <laughs> I'll, I'll be all over this dynamite. He won't be able to get away away from me. He'll have to talk about me. He's gonna start a Marvez counter. The Marvez well, if this keeps up, I mean, Marvez showed up what one, two, three, four times. I don't even know. And I think I missed. I didn't see the Young Bucks interview where they they said we're gonna fight, face Top Flight next week. Um, and I know Marvez I, was included. I, I in went that. through. He was. I went. I fast forwarded through that. But nothing is better than the Kane counter. To be honest, the Kane counter, the best counter of all time. So yes. Marvez interviewing the inner circle. Sammy apparently went to the beach and MJF says, I sent you the follow-up email. And he says, I didn't get the email. Um, and email Jer- fuck-ups are the worst. They Can re- confirm. They really are. But also MJF could have sent him somewhere worse. Very true. Um, so everyone else seemed to have gotten the email that said, never mind, we're just doing it here, except for Sammy Guevara. MJF gives Sammy his ticket to Vegas, and we all leave. And then the man, the fucking king, not that king, Eddie Kingston, the mad king. How many kings are there? Well, there's the fucking king, which is Nick Gage. There's the king of kings, which is <laughs> Triple H. There's the mad king, which is Eddie Kingston. Um, Who else is there? There's there's King Sheamus. There's Brody King. There's Brody King. There's um King Kong Bundy. There is, oh my goodness, there's so many kings. The king of swing. The king of swing. Cesaro. Cesaro, yes. (laughs) My God, so many kings. All the kings. King of the ring. But yes. Oh, Nick Gage. Yep. MDK all fucking day. The best. He's the best. Oh my God. He's the best. I love him. Anyway, Eddie Kingston comes out. He's got some stuff to say. Always. Um, and he he basically puts over the main event. You're going to see two of the best luchadors uh, going at it again. He gets on commentary, and we're, our main event is Ray Phoenix versus Pentagon. Uh, I refuse to call him the other thing. It's Pentagon Jr. The other thing is too much of a mouthful. Yeah, too much. Um, I think this match was, it wasn't as good as their first, their quote-unquote first match. It was match. still good, though. It was still very good. The mask ripping, I get, but they went all in on the mask oh ripping. Oh, my God. Well, and Eddie during this, like, he's probably the best guest commentator. Like, period. Nobody argue with me. Oh, I love Because you're it. wrong. This entire match, he was providing answers to questions. He was doing good storytelling while calling the moves and making comparisons to said moves. Like, he's just so good. 
And like, holy fucking fuck, that spinning back kick to Penta's dome. Yes. Good lord. That might be the prettiest one I think I've ever seen. Ray Phoenix. Ever. Ray Phoenix is. JR said it well. He said, I've seen him, I've seen him do things that I did not think were humanly possible. Ray Phoenix is a future AEW world heavyweight champion. And his mask get ripped, so now we know that Phoenix uh IRL is bald. Yeah. No hair. Kind of totally threw me off, really. It did it, for me too. I went, oh, but I guess, yeah. What threw what, what really threw me there was Eddie Kingston going, Oh, grow up multiple times <laughs> on commentary. He uh yeah, he He's was really holding it. his own. I did like that the the other commentators were basically being like, You're tearing you're tearing me apart, Lisa. Mo- mostly Tony Schiavone, who was utterly scandalized. Yes, they were just like, "You're, you're look what look what you're doing to the these brothers. You're making them fight. This is what you wanted. Blah blah blah. This whole thing. And man, that super kick Phoenix takes, and he just bends over backwards and just lies there. Like yeah. it looks like it's a painful position, but it's actually a pretty comfortable stretch. Like to really stretch your um your thighs oh yeah there you go is it what is that your hamstring up there it's yeah. a nice one yeah. i like it but uh they ripped off um penta's mask yeah i looked at that note and i was like wait but phoenix's mask is getting ripped and i went oh no this is gonna be mask ripping city isn't it yeah. and i just remember tony shivani going just yelling why are we watching this yeah i mean this was so we we've seen so much of these two luchadors faces in this match honestly we saw enough of penta's face to do an accurate police sketch <laughs> so therefore i think it's been ruined i think with penta too we've we have seen this briefly in i want to say the match with him and vampiro and lucha underground oh man remember that dude oh my god that match was fucking crazy um but yeah i remember that happening there was i do not miss vampiro commentary (laughs) i love vampiro (laughs) we should watch you know if we ever do a classic match we should i should find the best wcw vampiro match i can find and we'll watch it we should do we should do more of those we should do I, was, more I was talking about the one i can't remember who suggested it but it ended up being a three count yes match. the, the latter i remember match. being so mad at you and going john why is it that you didn't tell me that there was a tag team that was essentially boy band themed all right next week we're gonna we're, <laughs> we're gonna watch i'm gonna find the best vampiro match from wcw and we're gonna watch it there you okay. go on the board Good. it's happening nothing will ever beat the three count match <laughs> well we don't know there's a lot of wrestling <laughs> no Nothing right, will beat right. the three count. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Everybody three count. One, two, three. There was um, a move in this match that I could only call a flip reverse DDT. Um, it was, I know which move you're talking about, and I was equally confused. I couldn't even come up with anything to call it. So you got whatever was most accurate. Yeah, ba- basically. Well, I mean, he got, he got him in a reverse DDT position and flipped over so i guess maybe but he spiked him so you know what it would almost be like remember it's almost like a flipping dirty deeds the original one the bulldog the original one which looked cooler yes the bulldog so that basically a flipping dirty deeds that was insane uh everyone's spinning all over the place we get a package pile driver on the apron to which i lo- i did like the, when Eddie was like, all right, I think this is too much. Yeah, and then later when the um, 
It was the apron destroyer. He goes, okay, now I'm starting to get a little bit worried. Yes. And the I was apron like, okay, destroyer was nuts. Who stabbed somebody in the eye with a pen is getting a little bit worried. Yes. Um, <laughs> after the apron destroyer, another package pile driver, Pentagon wins the match. Eddie comes into the ring and kicks Ray out of the ring. He's like, hey, well, good why, job. What made him choose, choose Pentagon over Because that's his Ray. best friend. Yeah, but where did that come from? It's a literal thing that they would say to each other, I think, in Impact. There he is. There's my best friend. So it's like a thing they would do backstage. So it's like a crossover thing. That's cute. Basically, yeah, my best friend. So um, he kicks kicks him out of the ring. Eddie starts to talk a little bit. And who should make their, their return to stateside and to all elite wrestling but the bastard Pac. Who is going to be here as a relationship counselor. Pac. Pac is here. Again. I love how they they, they, they made like the, all the crazy music and then like showed him come out. But it's always up close because they know that it won't be nearly as powerful if they do it from a distance because he's so tiny. <laughs> so so um, it'll be like that scene in Monty Python where there's like this terrible roar and everything. And then it just a bunny comes out of the cave. So Pac is back or <laughs> Pac is back and we're doing we're doing Eddie. Versus Pack right away. Pack is back. All right. And I'm I'm very excited. <laughs> I mean, basically, before pandemic, um, Pack was he was he was pretty featured. So I mean, this is a pretty big deal again for Eddie, going from one pretty pretty like I mean, I guess the biggest match you could have in AEW right now, and going to another one. I'm excited. I'm excited to see where this goes. I honestly don't know if these two have ever wrestled before. Um, and I'm also excited to see what this means for Eddie's family because we might see a little splitsville here and get the the death triangle back, which would be nice. We need more shape-oriented factions. No, we don't. All right, fine. We went over this with we went over this with Trent. All right. He said two is too many. So so next week on AEW Dynamite, we got Kip Sabian taking on Orange Cassidy. We have the Young Bucks versus Top Flight for the AEW Tag Team Championship. Very excited about that. We have Cody and Darbs taking on Team Taz, which is Brian Cage and Shitty Ricky. We have the Inner Circle slaying Las Vegas. And we have Pac versus The Blade. So we're not going straight to Kingston. Um, honestly, if they put Kingston um, Pack on that December 2nd card with Mox... And Omega, who boy, they're 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 doing. The why deal even there. have a why even have a pay per view? They're doing the deal there. Yeah, that's for sure. We're gonna do the two questions that we got. Yes, we did get two questions, which I will. Um, I have them pulled up right now. Yeah, let's go. So the first one is from obviously podcast listener Nick. Yes. Hello, Nick. Yes. Uh, also, asker of the best question ever on this podcast. Yes. Um, he says, who needs new gear? Who needs new gear? That is... Oh, a question boy. I wish I thought more about before I read it. <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting question because... Uh, I, Brian Cage's gear is really bad. I, his gear right now is particularly bad, mainly because the colors don't match. I don't like Cody's codpiece gear, but he has too much gear anyways. He's becoming like the Kalisto of like... Oh my god, yes. AW. Who needs new gear? Um trying to think this is a hard question like whose gear do i look at and go oh that's and gross. are we only looking at aew you i mean know, we like, are i guess we? in this we, i mean in general i think is fine um hmm. and i feel like this is something we bring up almost like 
every few weeks we're like that person has bad gear they need new gear yeah but who needs it right now why can't i think of anybody because i feel like every week people like maybe they come out with different gear every week sometimes they do i think i think that uh and helico and jack evans need new gear they've been using the same gear for years they have been yes they look they look like slime balls like literal slime balls they look like yeah. a, a BMX biker, biker if it were, he was a ball of slime. Okay. All right. Helico, but also a really hot one. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know. I just don't, I just don't like. You just made like, the list. I don't know. There's just like, they could keep the color scheme, but maybe like change it up maybe a little bit. All right. But I'm trying to think of somebody who like desperately needs new gear. And I, I feel everyone is pretty consistent with coming out with different like stuff, like all the time. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, and I'm only thinking of AEW, but that's the only thing I've been watching lately, so I can't really compare it to anything else. Yeah. So, well, shit. Huh. I don't know. Maybe like Santana and Ortiz or... I don't, No, I mean, it's hard to like... Uh, because I don't think anyone in AEW has particularly bad yeah, gear. But I mean, I think the most negative one we've seen so far is just we don't like... Brian Cage's gear. Just the color scheme. But we scheme. also don't like Brian Cage. Right, but the co- it's so. just it's mainly the color scheme. Yeah, I haven't been a fan of a lot of Cody's gear though. All right, that's fair. Like a lot of it. Like the two different legs and like the cod piece weird yeah. one. Yeah. But yeah, that's like you know that what? a lot harder than I thought. You know who but... could, who who I would actually like to see gets it. Here, this is an easy one. Thank you, Nick. I just had to be reminded. Hukarashita needs new gear. Oh my God! Yes, I—I I mean, it was fun for th- two weeks, and I'm like, I can't get into this gear. It's not great, and, and well, because it's a reference. It is a reference, but we've been using the reference for way too long. Another person who needs new gear is Kenny Omega. I feel like I don't like his his gear that he has now. It they lo- it literally looks like uh, cheap leggings you can get online that are all just like like yeah like Android patterned yeah. I don't know, and I know I know that him and Hikaru Shida are both going for certain references. Yes, but you don't have to do that reference every week. And please do not bring back the Alucard gear <laughs> or or the Sword Art Online gear because why pick gear like that when it's the worst character and it's a terrible anime? My God. So I mean, the Alucard gear was not that bad. No, but uh, yeah, she needs new gear. I don't like her entrance look because I think it's just too much. For no reason. Yeah, um, I mean, it, I would just, it would just be nice to to change it up. Yeah, ch- yeah, change it up. I was trying to think, I was like, I know that I feel like there's women wrestlers who need better gear, but we don't ever see them, so I can't remember any right now. Fair. I know, right? So our next question is a very, like, the deepest question ever. Uh, oh it's from God. Ernesto saying, what is wrestling? <laughs> Ernesto's not going to listen to this, so... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was tempted just to bring up the Google definition of professional wrestling and just be like that. That's this wrestling is everything you want it to be and everything you don't want it to be all in one thing. And it's a constant. It's, uh, it's full of surprises and constant disappointment. There you go. All kind of, of like the Mets. Hey, we got a new owner, Marianne. That's what we. That I, is true. That's that what I true. should have opened the fucking sh- the show with. Do you know how much our, the Mets owner is worth? How much, John? Fourteen billion dollars. Holy shit balls! So he is everything is... going to be really expensive? Oh yeah. Damn. Why oh, can't yeah. everybody be like the A's? Um, I don't know, but um, Sandy the Alderson. A's make things affordable. Affordable. Sorry. Right. Oh, are you saying like get going to the stadium is going to be? Yeah. No, 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 no. 
Uh, no, I'm sure those will still be the same. I'm talking about we'll actually get to sign good oh, players yeah. to money oh, because yeah. we have it now. Yeah. Oh, my God, John. I'm, what, I'm fucking what, uh, fired up. It was great because this one pitcher, we'll get out of here real quick, but this one pitcher, he had a qualifying offer, which basically means when you sign a contract with a team and you leave to free agency, a uh, the team that you're leaving can give you a qualifying offer of a certain amount of money. And he turned it down initially, and then he listened to Steve Cohen speak, and the next day he said, all right, I'm in, let's do this. Oh, damn. That's when you know it's like Ooh. good shit. I, I am excited. I am excited. Uh, Ray wanted me to give a shout out, but I don't want to say that word. I'll say like it. it. He wanted the shout out Bastion Booger. It's a terrible name. Yep. Terrible. Well, I don't know if he was. Ter- he's probably a terrible wrestler. I'm not really sure. Who knows? Who knows anymore? Who fucking knows? Who flipping knows? But I know that we got to get out of here. So we do. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Uh, just search Tornado Tag Radio. You can follow me on Twitter at Sailor Moon Salt, and you can follow Jim Jam Pingalo at JP Thrice. And it is the same for Instagram on him, and mine is Sailor.MoonSalt. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Just search for Tornado Tag Radio. Please rate and review us as well. Um, go ahead and also ask us questions every week on Twitter because it is yeah. fun to get good questions. And hopefully somebody one day will give a, a better question than Nick. Um, Impossible. <laughs> Nick Impossible. The best question of all ever. time. Um, but yeah, all. so go ahead and yeah, make sure to make sure to do that. You can enter uh, questions like on like in comments on yeah, staff or on them, Twitter. So, put them wherever. Or if you, yeah, just go ahead and just hit us up. If you just want to talk to us, we're fine. We're, yeah. Lord we're knows here. I'm not fucking doing anything. We're here. Um, Marianne has yeah. forced vacation. So she's chilling. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to space. You guys. My God. Um, also buy merch. We still have to come up with different. Ah, um, haha, do things we as well? Have you uh, has... pointed point? I'm speaking pointedly to Jaren, who has just been designing his little butt off lately. Uh, Jaren showed me a design for our new logo today that I uh, very much enjoyed. Um, Jaren doing doing the Lord's work, and by the Jaren. Lord, I mean Tetsuya. We should Naito. just plug Jaren's Twitch page. Yeah, go check out uh, <laughs> go check out his Twitch page. It is, I believe it's twitch.oculusrift. Oculus, I'm sorry. Occult. Oh my goodness, Jared. I'm so sorry. That was very wrong, John. (laughs) I was typing it in furiously as I was. uh, It's twitch.tv slash occult x status. O C C U L T X S A T. No, S T. Fuck it. We'll just put it in the (laughs) show. We'll just put it in the goddamn show notes. Sake, and I will also hopefully have a stream up soon once my brother gets a PS5 and gives me his PS4. There you go. And I have a Twitch account. Somebody took my name, but I got a better one. Indeed, indeed. So head on over to notlg.spreadshirt.com or patreon.com slash notlg to keep this train moving right along. But uh, I don't know if y'all saw, it's it ain't getting any better anytime soon, at least not until somebody's out of the White House in the next year. So, support your local shops any way you can. Retweet, buy, uh, I don't know, go outside and yell their address. Actually, don't do that. Just do something nice for them. Uh, Just keep them floating if you can, if you can afford it. So, there's so many local businesses that have been around my town for since before I moved here. 
and they're going out of business and it's really sad it is sad it's, you know, it's so, really sad so next week episode 250 good God. 250 250 250 uh, <laughs> we're going to be talking about AEW Dynamite and we're also going to watch a WCW Vampiro match if anyone has any suggestions let me know but I, I'm sure I will be able to find something myself uh, and that is it for us this week there's only one thing left to do so Marianne if you weave everybody three count one two three ring the bell this has been a night of the living geeks production for more information and content visit notlg.com